Welcome to Communion House Podcast with Pastor Moses Anderson, a ministry raised by God for the rebirth of the early church, with a strong commitment to seeing others rise and shine as in those days. Get ready for this timely teaching and encouraging word. And the Lord said to me to share with you today what's been the number one problem with humanity since the beginning. It was the same problem that Peter had. And that was the reason why after denying Jesus, he separated himself from the rest of the disciples. Many of us, myself inclusive, never really thought about the fact that Peter, not only did he deny Jesus, he denied himself of the privilege of being an apostle. And that was why after Jesus was raised from the dead, what was the message of the angel of the Lord? He said, go and tell the disciples and Peter. He could have just said, go tell the disciples. But he says, tell the disciples and Peter because Peter had already separated himself from the Lord. And there is a reason why. The same reason why Peter was separated from God is the same reason why we are separated from God today and the same reason from the beginning why Adam himself was separated from God. And now the Lord will expose to us and for some of us bring to our remembrance because we already know what this problem is. And now we need to stand up and make sure that that problem or that issue stops getting us knocked down and knocked out. Let's go back to the beginning. At the very beginning, we had Adam, the first man that was introduced to us. But before we talk about Adam, I just keep feeling this urge in my spirit to read to us Matthew chapter 12, verse 12. And this is what it says. It says, of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? There are two people or two things here. There is a man and there is a sheep. And Jesus says a man has more value than a sheep. Prophetically, the Lord revealed to me that the system of this world, which some of us now call the matrix, exists to make sheep out of you and me. There is no government. There is no business. There is no enterprise that can function and be profitable without people. People are used for all kinds of things. Just like sheep is used for all kinds of things. You can fleece them. You can slaughter them. You can do all kinds of things. Just so many uses. Now think about it. Do you know of any government, enterprise or business that can exist and run and be profitable without people. People are the sheep of the system. And we are so privileged by God in 2021 because vision is clearer in hindsight. They said hindsight is what? 2020. So with all pun intended, 2020 came so that we can see things more clearly. And now we know. Looking back at the way things were 
unveiled or unfolded in the world in 2020, we now see people who are actually literally like sheep. They just say what somebody else told them. Nobody researches anything anymore. If that news channel is saying it, I believe it. I wish we could get people to be that believing of the word of God. But the secret, the reason why people believe certain sources of information today is a very simple principle. It is what I like to call the principle of Delilah. Remember Samson and Delilah. Samson was a, Ryan, I'm going to pray for you today before we leave. <laughs> oh my goodness. I want to pray for you today before we leave. I see someone standing beside you holding a robe and holding a crown. And it is for you, but yet you keep thinking in the vision that I saw that, uh, is it really for me? Royalty is yours. God is granting to you the authority and the emblem to stand as an ambassador of the kingdom. And this is not any time at all. In fact, you do not have the time at all to contemplate or debate or try to be too humble to receive what God has for you. You didn't pay for it. You didn't earn it. So there's no reason to shy from it. It's a gift. He has given to you righteousness as a robe. And he wants you to stand as royalty before him. So it's not about where you're coming from. It's about where he's taking you. In the light of your past, you do not merit to be cloaked or to be robed in that cloak. But the Lord is saying, no, it's because of where I'm taking you. I have instructed my angels and the forces that govern life to look out for Ryan that is wearing a crown. And so if you say, oh, it's too much for me, maybe I'm not qualified, then you will, kept, you will stay shut out of what God has for you. So believe the things that he's showing you. It's not fantasy. The Lord says, I am the one showing you the things that I want to do. They might be too lofty for your humility to receive, but the, the Lord is saying it is yours. I want you to have it. So nobody is too born again for you to talk to. You see, because there are times you're like, man, that person's been born again for 17 years before I even knew the Lord. No, 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 no. You are the one that the Lord has chosen Amen. to bring them the gospel of remembrance. That they may remember exactly their first love, just like this woman of God was saying. And so that's it. I, I thought I was going to wait till later, but there you have it. So where was I again? Oh, yeah, the principle of Delilah. Yeah, thank you. Someone's listening. God is good. <laughs> Samson was the strongest man in his time. I mean, literally, the guy would take on an army with just the jawbone of an ass. Excuse my old English. It's a donkey. It's the same word, okay? Because you all be thinking of all kinds of things now. But then, he was able to do that. That was how strong he was. And all the armies in the world could not break him. But Delilah broke him. And not just because she was a beautiful woman we knew that Samson was with other women he drank even when he wasn't supposed to drink but he didn't lose that power but when Delilah came along and the Bible told us how she did it the Bible says that Samson gave in to her request because she pestered him she kept nagging him she kept repeating it and because she kept saying the same thing again and again and again, the man broke. And that is how they broke us. 
They kept saying the same things to us again and again and again. They would say it in the movies, in the comic books. They would sneak it into the school curriculum again and again and again until we, dis we had to agree that they were the sources of truth. But Romans chapter 3 in verse 4, Paul the apostle was prophesying under the unction of the Holy Spirit. And you know what he said? He says, let God alone be true and every other man a liar. And so if the word of God doesn't say it, I don't have to believe it. I can consider it. Because the Bible says, test all spirits that you may know that which is of God. But then if what is coming out of your mouth contradicts what's written in the word of God, then I know where you belong. And so over time, because of constant nagging and repeated messages and subliminal messages, we have been conditioned to be sheep. And I believe it was David who saw the future. And he says, behold, I see the people of the Lord. And he said, they were like sheep being led to the slaughter. And every one of them was just going. And that was because of the fact that they thought of them to be sheep rather than man. When you accept that you're sheep, you devalue yourself. Jesus says, have you not more value as a man than as a sheep? A man is the one that asks to know. A man is the one that seeks to hear the voice of God. A sheep is just ready to continue moving in that direction. We need to stop just doing as we are told. We need to do as the Lord has said. There is a difference. And so today, in fact, you know what scripture I remembered? And I think I'm going to find it and, and we'll, we'll post it. The Bible says that a man of authority who does not know it reduces himself to a beast in the field. A man of authority who does not know it is as a beast in the field. So what separates you from being a sheep? What makes you a man is what you know. Are you conversant of your value? Do you know the authority that you carry? It is the problem that has been from the beginning. So like I said, we will start by looking at the life of Adam. Adam in the beginning, and if you want to read the account of Adam and how it started, it was Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, and you keep reading on to chapter 3, and you will see what I'm about to tell you. Because of time, we're not going to read all of the text. But in summary, when God made man in Genesis 1:26, what did he say to the Elohim? He says, now let us make man in our own image, and after our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. What did God say? He says, let us make man. Up until then, every let that God said came to be. He says, let there be light. And there was light. And so the Bible says that after he formed the man from the dust of the earth, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became what? A living soul. So he said, let us make man. And man existed. He became. So man was already man made in the image and in the likeness of God. But guess what happened? The tempter came. The serpent came and said to man, why would you not eat of this fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And the man says, because God says not to eat it. 
He said, but that's because he knows that the moment you eat of it, you will become like God. How can you become what you already are? A lot of the things the world is telling you to do is to become what you already are. They tell you to do certain things so that you'll be safe, but you are already saved. They tell you to take some precautions so that you do not fall into lack, but you already have all things, and the Bible says you are bound. The enemy came up with that strategy and it worked on Adam. Adam was like, Oh, that makes sense. I can eat of that to become like God. And while he was being hesitant, the woman went ahead, gave him a helping hand. You cannot do anything to be what you already are. So you don't have to do anything to be what you already are. And so what was Adam's issue? The issue with Adam was that even though God had given him the grace to discern things, he did not discern himself. Let me say that one more time. The Bible says that after God formed all the beasts of the field and he formed the man, he brought all the animals to him to see what he would call them. And I have taught this year before about three years ago or maybe two and a half. I taught right in this basement while the walls were still wide. I taught that when the Lord brought all the animals to Adam, what he said was this, and I quote, the Bible says whatsoever he called them was their name. The Bible did not say became their name. So what was coming out of him was already what was inside of God. Because God does not make things without giving them a name. So when he was making the dog, he already says now I am about to make a dog. I'm about to make a crocodile. And so when Adam came and he was calling them dogs and crocodiles, God was saying, yeah, this machine is working. It is. Because that was what I had in mind. That's why the Bible says whatsoever he called them was their name. It did not become, it wasn't like he said, oh, that is going to be called a tiger. And God was like, <laughs> God did not look at Angel Michael and say, did you think of that? That is amazing. Tiger. Say that again one more time. Taiwan? Tiger. Who? God wasn't freaking out or getting excited that Adam, he said it and God was like, yeah. When I made it, I said it was a tiger. I just wanted to be sure that truly you are in my image and in my likeness. Adam was already tested to be in the image and in the likeness of God and he passed. Fast forward 4,000 years later, a man was born. His name was called Peter. Peter was already tested. Jesus says, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And people were saying all kinds of things that they read in the daily news. People were like, well, CNN says that you're a prophet. Fox News says that you are Elijah. Jesus was like, okay, turn off the TV and tell me what you think. He says, but who do you say that I, the son of man, am? And, and Peter spoke by the Holy Spirit. He says, you are Christ, son of the living God. 
And remember about a month ago, I taught us about the progression of revelation and how Peter, first of all, got to know that he was the Lamb of God. And somebody later told him that it was Christ. But because of his own association with the Lord and by the Holy Spirit, he had an added revelation, which was a personal revelation. And it is upon the rock of personal revelation that Jesus builds his church. I don't need to re-preach that message. It's on YouTube. Y'all need to go and listen to it. Because exactly what those guys went through was their test. And Peter passed the test. Jesus said, that's it. That's what we need. That's the man. That is who we need you to be. Who did Jesus compare his revelation to? He says, you are Peter. And upon this rock. So basically... Jesus was telling Peter that you are in my image and likeness because I am the rock of ages. Peter already passed the test just like Adam passed his test. But when the devil came, the devil came and made Adam to doubt who he was. And that was the reason why he felt like he needed to become like God when he was already like God. When Jesus was taken away, Peter forgot who he was. He was able to discern everything else around, but he wasn't discerning himself. I want us to see this parallel very closely because that understanding allows for you to make that distinction or to choose that distinction of being a man who knows or a woman who knows his or her worth. Because if you don't, you will be reduced to a sheep to serve the machine. So now let's go back to Adam. Adam called all the animals by their name. Even when Eve was brought to him. You know that he just woke up. The Bible says the Lord put him to sleep. And he slept. The Lord took out of his rib and cloned the woman. And that is the reason why I always tell people, no matter what you do, the woman is a newer model. And that's why she's worth more than the man. I know you want to hear that again. Yeah, yeah. So if you have a 2003 Honda Accord, it's not worth the same thing as a 2021 Honda Accord. The 2021 is a newer model. It might not be as strong, because you know back in the day, they, they made those cars out of steel. Now they make them out of plastic. They're fancier, but not as strong. And that was what God said. He says, this is nicer, but not as hard as this one. He says, consider her the weaker vessel. Not the weaker mind. Before we turn this thing into a women's conference. He didn't say. He didn't say the weaker authority. The weaker soul. The weaker mind. It just says the weaker vessel. When you touch them they're softer. This one looks like a brick. And you can tell. But that one looks like a vessel. You see what I mean. But here is the deal. That woman when she came out. Adam had never seen anything like that before. But he looked at her. And it was like, wow, this is bone of my bones. So let me, let me just say this. If he had said, this is flesh of my flesh, we could say that he was walking by sight. Because you can see the flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he started with that which was unseen. He started from what we could not see from the outside. How did he know what bone she was made of? The dude was asleep. So he started from the spirit. It was like, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And then he began to prophesy. 
let me tell you something if you ask my wife the times that I speak in tongues the most is when I behold my wife the highlight of my day is when I'm going to bed at night okay let's not we have children in the room and I just begin to speak in tongues initially my wife used to laugh and then she would ruin the moment you see what I mean but now she knows better she doesn't laugh anymore she just goes with the flow because as soon as Adam saw the woman and said this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh he started to prophesy and he said she will be called Eve for she is the mother of all living a woman who was not yet pregnant who hadn't even known a man he could see that she was giving birth to children let me tell you something if you don't know where you're coming from you don't really know where you are and you have no clue where you're going when you look at Adam Adam started from where he was coming from he recognized where he was and that was why he was able to prophesy about where he is going the church of the Lord Jesus Christ at that meeting that I was at yesterday I had one amazing revelation and Jesus the Holy Spirit said to me he said look at all the people standing here he said and I want you to close the gap between them and the ones who preach to them and the ones who preach to them he said I want you to behold them as though they were the disciples who walked the streets of Jerusalem with the Lord Jesus he said to me he said because that is the way I see you I see you people as disciples who have walked with the Lord and while the Holy Spirit was yet speaking to me a man by the Holy Spirit grabbed the microphone very quickly like he was running for a prize and he says teach them like disciples and I was like oh definitely the Lord is speaking to me ain't nobody tell me nothing because I just heard that so that is for you and I to know that we need to live our lives as though we are walking with the Lord Jesus read Matthew Matthew what's I said Matthew 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 Mark Luke and John read those four books of the Bible till you know them Till you know every story, every miracle. Till you know every parable. I'm sharing with you a secret that somebody taught me when I was about the age of 14. This man of God said to me, he said he's read a lot of the Bible and we know that he had because he can quote several pages out of the Bible. He said, but he still felt like something was missing until one day the Lord said to him to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and to keep reading it. And after reading it a couple of times back to back, he just kept reading it. He said one day he was reading it, he fell asleep and he found himself in the tomb of Lazarus. And literally when Jesus says Lazarus come forth the word of God Jesus the same Jesus that was standing outside people could see him outside his words became an express image of himself in the tomb and he picked Lazarus up and brought him out to the surface that man's life never remained the same again you see because you cannot know the Lord and be the same but then let's not digress any further let's come back to Adam and Peter Adam was already tested. He knew that he was God in human form. So why in God's name did he eat the fruit so that he can be like God? Because the enemy made him feel like he was not done yet. That is what the devil does to us. It makes us feel like we're not ready. It makes us feel like we don't have all of what it takes. 
it keeps pointing out things to you that you have failed at. And it keeps saying, well, if you just lied two days ago, you think you will prophesy today? You need, you need to do more. Do you know that many of us, under the deception of the enemy, have been made subject to prayer and fasting that the Lord did not commission? Just because the devil wants to delay you in the backside of the desert while your mates and others who have been called alongside with you are already claiming victory for the kingdom. I, you know me, I pray and I fast and I encourage people to pray and fast, but it has to be led by the Holy Spirit. I heard recently the testimony of somebody in here. I'm not going to call her name. But by the time she starts giggling, you will know who it is. She's not been able to fast for a very long time. But one day, one day she came in contact with another who inspired that voice in her heart. And that is one way by which the Holy Spirit will lead you to fast. So you may not have heard it on your own. But somebody that she's fellowshipping with said, I fast. And you should too. And she said for the first time she was able to resist chocolate. Oh, there you go. I said by their chuckle, you shall know them. Now, I want us to take a look at something really quick. Actually, there's no time to read more, so I'm just going to close this so we can wrap it up. Peter was already where God wanted him to be. He was already who God wanted him to be. But when the girl came and said to Peter, after Jesus had been arrested, the girl said to Peter and to others around, he is one of them. I can tell. Just look at the, look, hear what he's saying. Listen to the, his accent. He's definitely been with the Lord. He is with Jesus. He's with Jesus. Take him. And Jesus, Peter was like, this girl, I don't know where she's been smoking because I'm not even from around here. He said it to the point that he was like, I don't even exist. What, you all, what are you all talking about? The Bible says that he swore that he didn't know the Lord. And let me tell you something. That happens to every one of us. We deny the Lord multiple times. Because he says, I'm your provider. So every time you go begging... You deny the Lord. Can I say that again? He is your provider. Every time you go begging. Or you go borrowing. You are denying the Lord. Let me say that again. Because I know that's a very sensitive area. Jesus says. The Bible says. And this was David speaking. He says I was young. But now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his children begging for bread. The Bible says you will not borrow, but you will lend unto the nations. But the moment Jesus seems to be arrested in your life, what do you do? You run and deny. So here is the deal. God has already promised you that he will supply all your needs. But the moment there is a little bit of delay. And your faith comes to you and says, well, I know there's a bit of a delay. So are we good? You're like, I don't know you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm just going to go and borrow. That is how we get to deny the Lord Jesus. Can I give you another example of how we deny the Lord Jesus? You see, you have been forgiving even before you came on the scene. But then somebody wrongs you. And it hurts you. And you refuse to forgive them. You deny the Lord Jesus. 
what are you denying him of? You are denying him of the salvation and the forgiveness that he paid for to give to you. Because the forgiveness that Jesus has for you is only accessible when you forgive others. He says, forgive others as you have been forgiven. That's not what he says. What he says was this. He says, your heavenly father will forgive you when you forgive others. So here is the deal. When we find ourselves in a situation of torment or persecution or trial, does it make us forget who we are? Now the reason why you still haven't gotten it is because I didn't tell you who Peter was. I only established a claim that Peter was confirmed by the Lord Jesus to be in his image and in his likeness. But the moment you know who Peter was, then you will recognize that Peter fell for the same thing that Adam fell for. Adam was already made in the image and in the likeness of God. He didn't have to eat anything. What was the promise? Satan said, if you eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, you will know stuff. But Adam already knew stuff. Everything that God brought to him, he knew. Even that which was not physical, he knew because he was so connected to the realm of the spirit. He didn't need no fruit. Peter was already confirmed by the Lord Jesus to be Jesus' friend. That was what he said to them. He says, no longer do I call you servants, but I call you friends. And when you are a friend, you know who you're friends with and you never deny them because the Bible says a friend loves at all times. Yes. And it's okay because Jesus was denied by Peter, but Jesus did not stop loving Peter. Jesus did not go to the cross and open one eye and say, Father, forgive all of them but Peter because he denied me. Jesus died for all. Even though he knew Peter had denied him. He said, Peter, before the cock crows three times, you will deny me. And Jesus heard the cock crow three times. So he knew that Peter had denied him, but he still died for him. He kept his own end of the bargain. But the reason why Peter became a sheep that was so afraid, so timid, and so terrified, rather than standing boldly as a man, was because he forgot who he was. If you know who you are, no one's going to take advantage of you. They're not going to be able to fleece you if you know who you are. So my submission to you today, saints of the Most High God, is this. As a believer, you need to know who you are. You need to know your value. Because the moment you know who you are, you will stop denying the Lord. The moment you know who you are, you will stop falling for temptation. Now let me say this. This is what I say to people who struggle in the area of adultery and fornication. I say to them, if you know who you are, you will not do that. Because you are the one 
who's already made a commitment to present your body unto God a living sacrifice. You are already contracted to the Lord of glory to make your body his temple. And so if you have already signed that contract to say that this is where I'm at, that was why Paul was so confused when he saw people that were, that were believers that he had done ministry with when he saw them fall into temptation, he was like, how can you possibly take the temple of the Lord and then let it be joined to that of a prostitute? He was like, I don't get it. He said, is the body not for the Lord? So your body is no longer like one of those bodies for sale at Target. Your body has already been bought by the Lord. And so you can no longer subject that body to the things that you will anymore because knowing who you are lets you know that your body is already on another level. Does it make sense? You see, because the reason why we fall for the little tricks of the enemy is because of the fact that we think that Satan has something to offer. I say it to married men who find themselves chasing after little girls or someone else's wife that no, 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 no. What the devil is promising you is some kind of pleasure. But that's because you don't know that you have already been pleased by the Lord. For he says, live joyfully with the wife of your youth all the days of your life and let her breast satisfy you always. You are already always satisfied why are you looking for pleasure people do so simply because they don't know what they already have the reason why I don't go begging the reason why I don't go borrowing is because I already know that I am royalty the Bible says men will bring and lay at my feet many treasures but when you don't know or you think that, let me just say this in a nutshell and I'm going to close. In 2021, the world is not done tempting you and I. And they will offer you many things, but you need none of them because you already have all things. Nobody can offer you safety. Nobody can offer you health. Nobody can offer you wealth because you already have it. Let that be your thinking cap. In fact, it is called the helmet of salvation. So that every thought that goes on in your mind, you think already as somebody that is saved. If I am saved, I don't need to do anything for salvation. If I am blessed, I don't need to run after blessings. Because I am blessed, they will come to me. Now someone is saying, finally, someone is giving me the license to watch Netflix all day and do nothing. If you know who you are, you are like Christ. And Christ says, I must work the work of him who has sent me while it is day. For the night is coming when no man can walk. So if you truly know who you are, you will be diligent in the times that we're in to do the work of an evangelist, to preach the gospel, and to raise the dead. It's a perfect moment, actually, praise the Lord, for us to break bread. Well, come on, God is good. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in and we pray this podcast has blessed you today. For more information about this church, check out www.communion.house. That's www.communion.house. Or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Communion House. Hungry for more life-giving content? Head over to Communion House on YouTube for a full catalogue, live and on demand. We're honoured to have your audience.
wherever you're tuning in from, thank you and God bless you today.